0: Bismillah na'hmaduhu wa nusalli ala kareem amma We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. All right, let us continue with, uh, from page 40 of Silence by Shusaku Endo. Um,
1: but Kichijira is not a Christian, I said finally. Oh, he is father, Kichijiro is a Christian. This was an answer we had not quite expected. Yet we had half wondered at times if the fellow were not, after all, a Christian. But now the whole situation was gradually beginning to change. Now it was clear enough. Kichijiro was a Christian who had once apostatized. apostatized. Eight years before, he and his whole family, all Christians, had been betrayed through envy by an informer and had been brought up for questioning. Ordered to tread on the picture of Christ, his brothers and sisters had firmly refused to do so. Only Kichijiro, after a few threats from the guards, had yelled out that he would renounce his faith. His, his brothers and sisters were immediately brought off to prison, but Kichijiro himself, though set free, did not return to his native village.
0: Why wouldn't he return? Shame. Yeah. So, this culture looks like a shame culture. So, you know, there's guilt cultures and shame cultures, so that seems very much uh, that he, he broke that easily from a few threats and then he feels ashamed.
1: On the day of the burning at the stake, his cowardly face was observed in the crowd that surrounded the place of execution. And then his face, covered with mud and looking like a wild dog, unable to endure the sight of the martyrdom of his brethren, immediately withdrew and disappeared from sight. From these men we heard astonishing news. In the district known as Odomari, the villagers had succeeded in escaping the the vigilance of the officials and they were still Christians to a man. And not only Odomari, the neighboring district and villages of Miyahara, Dozaki, and Igami, although to outward appearances they were Buddhist, were in fact Christian, a fact which was barely kept hidden. For a long, long time, they had been awaiting the day when we priests would once again come across the distant sea to help them and give them a blessing. Father, we have not been to Mass. We have not confessed our sins. We have only said our prayers. It was the man with the blood-stained feet who spoke.
0: Remember him? He's a guy who, it seemed like he walked across the, uh, like the whole island to, to get to him. He had no shoes or anything. There
1: were yeah. two of them. Aren't
0: yeah, I think at first there were two, um, and then when they arrived at the door, he had maybe one or two of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so then try to frame this from from a Muslim perspective. Uh, what would be a Muslim equivalent? I don't mean like historically, but you have people in a village who who are looking for for a teacher or something. What would they what would they be uh, What would they be saying? Like, what would they be longing for? Like, suppose all these people were Muslims, not Christians.
1: Mm-hmm. Like an iman. Are you saying a person or like a spiritual connection? In anything.
0: Oh. So. So let's say... <clears throat> um,
1: like the Quran, they probably want to have the Quran. Yeah,
0: probably the probably Quran, probably something. Um, maybe maybe a teacher.
1: Like I'm sure they would like want a chef or like a leader, right? People usually want mm-hmm. a person to show them what to do, what not to do.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, let's keep going.
1: Come quickly to our village. Father, we teach our little children their prayers. They are waiting for the day you will come. The fellow with the yellow teeth opening a mouth that yawned like an enormous cave nodded approval. The fish oil burned and crackled. Grappe and I could not refuse such a plea. We had been too cowardly until now. It was embarrassing to think of our weakness in comparison with the courage of these Japanese peasants who had slept in the mountains and lacerated their feet in order to come to us. The sky was white. The air of the milky morning blew into our hut. In spite of all our urging, they refused to get into the straw and rest. Instead, they slept squatting down with their arms around their knees. And then at last, the rays of the morning sun pierced the cracks between the boards of our hut. Mm -hmm. Two days later, we discussed with the Christians of Tomogi the question of our going to Gotō. Finally, it was decided that Grappe should remain while I would try to contact the Christians of Gotō for a period of five days. They were not too enthusiastic about the plan. Some even ventured the suggestion that the whole thing was a dangerous plot to ensnare us. The appointed day came... It was night, and they secretly came to meet me at the beach. I was wearing the clothes of a Japanese peasant, and Mokichi, with one other man, came to see me off in the ship they had prepared at the shore. It was a moonless night. The sea was jet black, and the only sound that could be heard was the rhythmic movement of the oars. But the man who plied them spoke not a word. As we sailed into the open sea, the waves swelled, and the ship rocked. Suddenly I was seized with a terrible fear, doubt, suspicion. Was not this fellow here to sell me? The people of Tomoji had warned me, and they were right. Why had the fellow with the blood-stained feet not come, and the other with no teeth? I looked at the Japanese face in front of me. It was impassive and expressionless like a Buddha, and my feelings became all the more apprehensive. Yet go I must, I had said I would. The black sea stretched out everywhere in the night, while the sky held not a single star. Then after traveling for two hours through the darkness, I sensed the black shape of an island moving slowly beside us. This, my companion told me, was Kabashima, an island close to Goto. Reaching the shore, I felt dizzy with seasickness, exhaustion, and tension. Three fishermen were waiting for us, and as I looked up at them, there in the center was the face of Kichijiro with the same old, cringing, servile smile. In the village there was no light, but somewhere a dog was howling frantically."
0: So so, what is the when he's describing Japan, when Rodrigo's describing Japan, all these letters? What is it like? So we've talked about the Japanese, how often he would speak of them, basically like beasts, although once in a while he's admiring their faith. Yehihamakilah. Once in a while he's admiring their faith. How is he de- describing Japan throughout all
1: this? What is it like? Um, it's like sounds like he describes it like a jungle or like an abyss. It's just like dark and yeah.
0: It's dark, it's hostile, like you said, it's a jungle. Um, just not a pleasant place to be. Okay. And so, you got to wonder if how much of that is him, because he's looking at the people that way, and he's also looking at Japan that way, right? And, and so, you know, we got to wonder, like, is, is this just, you know, the lens through which he's seeing all this? As though he's coming from, from on high, you know, down to these lower lands.
1: The toothless fellow had not exaggerated in his description of how eagerly the peasants and fishermen of Godot were waiting for a priest. Even now, I am completely overwhelmed with work. I don't even have time for sleep. They come to my house one after another, completely ignoring the ban on Christianity. I baptize the children and hear the confessions of the adults. Even when I keep going all day long, I don't get through them all. They remind me of an army marching through the parched desert and then arriving at an oasis of water. This is the way they come to me, thirsty and longing for refreshment. The crumbling farmhouse that I use for a chapel is jammed tight with their bodies, and so they confess their sins, their mouths close to my ear and emitting a stench that almost makes me vomit. Mm-hmm. Even the sick crawl in here, even the sick crawl in here to meet me.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. They're just they smell so nasty.
1: Yeah, okay. and he compares himself to an oasis, mm-hmm. a blessing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Father, won't you listen to me? Father, won't you listen to me? And so it goes on. But the funniest thing of all is Kichijiro, no longer the same man. Now he is the hero of the village, extolled to the skies, and he walks around with his head in the air. Anyhow, I suppose I suppose it is all right for him to put on airs, because without him, I could not have come here at all. But his past, his apostasy, and so on seems to be completely forgotten. I wonder if this drunk has exaggerated to the Christians the whole story of Macau and her sea journey. Perhaps he has made out that the arrival of the two priests in Japan is all his work. And yet I have no inclination to scold him. I hate his glib talk, but I cannot deny that I am greatly in his debt. I urged him to go to confession, and with great humility he confessed all the sins of his past life. I ordered him always to keep in mind the words of our Lord, He who confesses my name before men, him also will I confess before my Father who is in heaven. But he who denies my name before men, him also I will deny before my Father who is in heaven.
0: Do we have any teachings like that?
1: Like confession?
0: Um, Or any of this, that, that narration. The one that I'm thinking of is if you're in, this, uh, in a circle you know, mentioning Allah's name, Allah will mention your name in, in a circle more noble. Right? It's like the angels. Mm-hmm. That's the closest thing that I can think of. Or something like that.
1: And then also in the room you book, weren't we talking about? Because it says, confess my name before men. So it's like when you tell someone. Because mm-hmm. like they, conf- they talk to a more religious person than themselves, hoping that this person will
0: have uh, mm-hmm. a strong
1: relationship with God, so like, in the Rumi book they're reading, that was kind of similar because yeah. you tell a religious person to make to offer use of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of that days. is true, yeah.
1: Okay. At this, Kichijiro groveled like a whipped dog and, st- and struck his forehead with his hand in token of repentance. So once again,
0: he's describing him like a dog.
1: This fellow is by nature utterly cowardly and seems quite unable to have the slightest courage. He has good will, however... And I told him in no uncertain terms that if he wanted to overcome this weakness of will, and this cowardice that, that made him tremble in the face of the slightest violence, the remedy was not in the sake he kept in the sake, he kept drinking, but in a strong faith. My hunch from some time back was not wrong. What are the Japanese peasants looking for me? These people who work and live and die like beasts find for the first time in our teaching a path in which they can cast away the fetters that bind them. The Buddhist bonzes simply treat them like cattle. For a long time, they have just lived in resignation to such a fate. Today, I baptize 30 adults and children, and not only from here, for the Christians make their way through the mountains from Miyahara, Kuzushima, and Haratsuka. I then heard more than fifty confessions. After Sunday Mass, for the first time, I intoned and recited the prayers in Japanese with the people. The peasants stare at me, their eyes alive with curiosity, and as I speak, there often arises in my mind the face of one who preached the Sermon on the Mount, and I imagine the people who sat or now fascinated by his words. As for me, perhaps I am so fascinated by his face because the scriptures make no mention of it. Precisely because it is not mentioned, all its details are left to my imagination. From childhood, I have clasped that face to my breast, just like the person who romantically idealizes the countenance of one he loves. While I was still a student, studying in the seminary, if I ever had a sleepless night, his beautiful face would rise up in my heart. Okay, so what's going on in this paragraph? He is comparing himself to
0: Jesus. Yeah, Isa alayhi And it's so fascinating, like... Uh, for us, we have very precise descriptions of what the prophet, peace upon him, looks like, right? Uh, Right down to how many gray hairs he has in his beard. Um, But we generally frown upon having uh, drawings of him, right? There have been times in our history where we did have drawings, but generally speaking today, especially, we frown on that. Yet, in Christianity, they have no descriptions of what he looks like, almost nothing. You have some in the Book of Revelations, uh, but in the Gospels you don't have any descriptions of what he looks like, and yet we see paintings of him all over the place.
1: Where did that come from in snow, that we don't draw him?
0: Um, I want to say it's a narration, but I'm not sure. You know, I used to know that. There's a whole book on this uh, that was published a couple years ago, and I'll probably start looking through that soon, but I don't remember. You know. And so yeah, he's imagining himself like Isa uh in the Sermon on the Mount, preaching. So, what do you think about that? Like, what sentiment? Is this honest faith? Is it is it insincere faith?
1: Like holier than thou.
0: Is that what you think? I mean, I, I don't have an answer.
1: Oh, I'm just saying, like, the way that we've been, like, looking at his language and yeah. the way that he talks about himself versus the way that he talks about the mm-hmm. presence.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then it's, you know, it seems like he wants really badly to walk in the path of Yisrael Islam. So here, he's imagining, okay, this is like the, uh, um, the, um, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, but when it comes to talking to the people, he doesn't actually like it. Whereas Jesus uh, loved everyone, especially the lowest of the low, right? But he just doesn't have, I mean, for him, he has difficulty appreciating them. And this is what we often have uh, with people that someone will dress the part, right? But when it comes time to practicing, it doesn't really have anything, you know. Like wearing the costume of Islam, which could be, let's say, I wear clothes that are Arab or see you know, have a have a beard, walk around with the miswak and everything, and yet I might not really have any iman inside my heart. I might be a very abrasive, mean man, right? And that's kind of like what I'm uh, thinking about when we're looking at this. It's in his imagination. He he is playing the part, but when he talks about these people, he doesn't seem to be.
1: And yeah. also a sense of arrogance.
0: Yeah, I guess it could be a form of arrogance. You know, or denial, delusion.
1: It's the root of this book.
0: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyhow, whatever about this, I realize how dangerous these gatherings are. Sooner or later, the whole movement may get to the ears of the officials. Here also, there is no word of Ferreira. I met two Christians, old men who had seen him. The upshot of our conversation was that Ferreira had set up a house at a place called Shinmatsu near Nagasaki for abandoned infants and the sick. This was, of course, before the persecution became intense. But just from listening to their talk, the countenance of my old teacher rose up before my eyes the chestnut-colored beard, the slightly hollowed eyes. I began to wonder if he had mingled with these destitute Japanese Christians in the same way in the same way as he had with us students, putting his hand on their shoulders with the same friendly warmth. Quite deliberately, I asked a pointed question. Was the father of a severe nature? One of the old men looked up at me and earnestly shook his head into disagreement. No, no, no. I have never met such a kind and gentle person in my life. And what was what his trembling lips seemed to say. Before returning to Tomoji, Tomo-gi, I instructed these people as to how to form the organization I have already described to you. I mean, the one that the people of Tomoji had devised secretly when they were completely deprived of priests. So I taught them how to choose their jisama and to make their Tosama. In their present circumstances, this is the only way they can continue to teach catechism to their young people and to, and to their children. Indeed, they take to this method with great enthusiasm, and when they come to decide on their Josama and Tosama, they begin to wrangle wrangle with one another like the people of Lisbon at election time. Amongst them, of course, Kichijiro keeps stubbornly putting himself forward for any post of honor. One more interesting point. The peasants here, just like those of Tomoji, kept pressing me for a small crucifix, or medal, or holy picture, or some such thing. And when I replied that I had left all these things behind— they looked quite crushed. Finally, I had to take my rosary and, unfastening the beads, give one to each of them. I suppose it is not a bad thing that the Japanese Christians should, rever- should reverence such things. But somehow their whole attitude makes me uneasy. I keep asking myself if there is not some error in their outlook. Okay,
0: so a couple things here. One, <clears throat> Kichijiro keeps trying to put himself forward for any post of honor right? Does that seem to fit that type of character? Like, on the one hand, anytime he's threatened about his faith, he gives up right away, and on the other hand, anytime he can get any post of honor, he wants it. Does that seem to be, like, part of the same character?
1: No. Okay. Explain. Because in one way, he wants to keep his faith on the down low, but then by putting himself forward, he's using it Mm -hmm. for other purposes.
0: Yeah. It seems like he's really all over the place. Yeah. Right. So, it may be not that he, it may, it's, like, at first it looks like he's a coward, Mm -hmm. but maybe he's not a coward. Maybe he's just really lost, you know. Um, The other thing that uh, is interesting, uh, explain this whole deal about how all the peasants, they, you know, they want something tangible to hold on to. How do you understand that? Because at the end, he keeps asking, I keep asking myself if there is not some error in their outlook.
1: Um... I think it's like making the most of what you have, and they really have nothing, so they want some little thing mm-hmm. to ground their faith in, which I guess like your faith should not be based on mm-hmm. an object, but mm-hmm. if that's what helps them get closer uh-huh. to God.
0: This is the idea um, of what defense some people give for thawis. You know, thawis would be like, you know, um, like a, a a bracelet that might have some ayah on it. Or someone will um, write Ayatollah Kursi and then fold it up and, and sew it in a little tiny piece of cloth to keep in your pocket or something. And the idea is that sometimes if your faith is low, then something like that might be beneficial, right? Ideally, you don't need any of that, but some people might. And so, so one thing to keep exploring is, do there, is your faith really high or is it really low? I mean, it's probably a mixture of those things. Um, Like, they have this faith where they they believe in in God, and they're so loyal, um, but they're asking for something little tiny to hold on to, right? That could perhaps even strengthen their faith. This should not be confused with idol worship. Idol worship is when you're praying to something. Mm -hmm. Uh, These people may not be doing that. Okay. Okay, let's continue. Almost done with this chapter.
1: Six days later in the evening, I once again secretly boarded the little ship and we rowed our way back through the dark sea in the night. I listened to the monotonous sound of the oars plied through the water and to the sea as it washed the sides of the ship, while Kichijiro stood in the stern, singing softly to himself. Five days previously, when I had crossed over to the island in this same ship, an inexplicable fear had suddenly seized me, and now, as I recall this foolish panic, I could not help smiling. Anyhow, all was well now. Such were my thoughts. In fact, since coming to Japan, everything had worked out beyond my wildest expectations. We had not been obliged to undertake any dangerous adventure. We had succeeded in finding new groups of Christians. To date, the officials to date the officials knew nothing of our existence. I went so far as to think that Father Valignano in Macau had been altogether too afraid of persecution from the Japanese. Feelings of joy and happiness suddenly filled my breast. The feeling that my life was of value and that it was accomplishing something. I am of some use to the people of this country at the ends of the earth. I reflected. A people and a country which you can never understand.
0: Okay, uh, explain what's going on in this paragraph.
1: So he's just reflecting upon how what he thought before coming here mm-hmm. versus what he thinks now mm-hmm. But persecution in Japan and his feelings have changed about mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah, and he's looking for purpose, and he's thinking, "Okay, finally, my life is of value. I accomplished something." Right? Uh, I think that's a significant point of, uh, especially for people of religion, right? Because in theory, you're doing work where all the reward will be on the other side, but any normal person still needs something in dunya, right? When, like, I remember this one prominent speaker. Um, who at that time was probably in his, you know, 50s, late 40s, you know, would say, you know, I've given all these speeches, but I don't know if I really had any purpose. And so uh, this type of work is very lonely. And and so you're not going to get much feedback, although you might be surrounded by people who revere you. And, and so he's getting happy that, alright, I'm doing something worthy.
1: Perhaps it was because of this feeling of well-being that the return journey seemed so much shorter than the journey out. So when the ship grated on the shore, I could scarcely believe that we had already reached Tomoji. Hiding on the shore, I waited alone for Mokichi and his friend. Even this precaution, I felt suddenly, was quite meaningless. And I kept reflecting on the night when Garappa and I had arrived in this country. Footsteps on the shore. Father. Overcome with joy, I jumped up to clasp the other with my sand-covered hand. Father, flee. Quickly, quickly, go away. Mokichi spoke with great rapidity, pushing me in front of him. The guards are in the village. The guards? Yes, father, the guards. The news has reached them. And they know about us? Mokichi shook his head quickly. They haven't noticed yet that we have been keeping you in hiding. And so I ran in the opposite direction, away from the district, with Mokichi and Kichijiro pulling my hands. Into the fields we went, trying to keep ourselves hidden, as we made our way through the wheat to the place where our little hut was. Drizzle was falling gently. Japan's rainy season had begun.
0: Okay, so we'll stop right here. Next time we'll be with chapter four. Any other thoughts? Uh,
1: No, I don't think
0: so. Just, yeah. Okay. Okay, so we'll watch as things escalate little by little. And then they'll escalate really quickly. Subhanakallah, right. we have to la ilaha illa and take my to be like